She says, thank you, TGDP. Thank you so much for helping us all stay in tune and in touch with ourselves as humans and our critical thinking. And now it's critical that I get to drinking. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Dad of multiple offspring kids. Offspring. You ever you ever read you ever read them um, any Dr. Seuss books? No, who's Dr. Seuss? <laughs> you never you never you never took them to the doctor of the doctor of one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. I may have taken one or two. I may have taken a red or blue. <laughs> I may have walked. I may have taken one or two. <laughs> I may have taken three or four. Do you? I may have taken to the doctor through the doctor's door. What, what are we going on about Doctor Seuss for? What's the deal? What'd you have for breakfast this morning? I Maybe did not I have had... green eggs and ham. <laughs> Maybe I did have green eggs and ham. But my but what. my but my buddy Brando can. How are we going to uh, incorporate Dr. Seuss into diving? I don't these silly rhymes into diving. I cannot use a spare air from there. <laughs> a spare air from there would take a lot of air. I don't think I would make it home unless I drowned <laughs> or dive alone. Unless I drown and make up a poem. The more you dive, the more you know. The more that you learn, and then the more places you can go diving, Brando. Okay. We're stretching it. We're definitely stretching it. <laughs> I, um, I got a message. I'm listening. Actually, I, I got a book sent to me. It's, it's entitled, Oh, the People You'll Dive With. And this book reads... Just like a, a Dr. Seuss poem. It's from a past student and uh, an encounter that she had on a recent dive, getting buddied up with one of those Insta buddies. Insta buddy? What rhymes with Insta buddy? And oh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's come up with one. Okay. Insta buddy. On my dive with an Insta buddy, the bottom became very murky I, and muddy. I, I, I stopped taking pictures because that was useless. <laughs> I saw the buddy get far away, and then I lost them in the muddy clay. Did I lose them or they lose me? 
Who's to say we're under the sea? <laughs> <laughs> we should be writing a children's wow. book. I don't know if it's very good, if it's a very good Because you know, book. <laughs> we, have the, we have the hook. <laughs> uh, I think we're realizing why Dr. Seuss is a doctor. He's a doctor. He's a doctor of rhyming. He's like Dr. Dre. So was, so I was going to say, so was Dr. Dre. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's like Dr. Dre. Now you know where those doctors' titles come from there. Doctors of rhyming. You're laying down the rhymes, yo. Laying down the Are you like the uh, Dr. Dr. B? No, I'm... Uh, Dr. B and Dr. B and Dr. J. I'm more like an MC. I'm MC Brando. Cool, little uh, little cool MC Brando. Little cool MC Brando and Dr. J. <laughs> Dr. J. There's a, that name's been taken though. You you realize that? Is, I think. Uh, wait, Dr. J's taken? Yeah, you, Dr. J. You don't know who Dr. J is? Not that. Not that. Not the basketball Dr. J. He is talking about the the rhyme and Dr. J. All right. How about Dr. J. Mo? Okay, J. Mo. Okay. How about Dr. J. Mo? J. Mo. Dr. J. Mo. Dr. Jamesy. Lay Dr. down Dr. some Jamesy. rhymes. Dr. J. Mo. You're going to like this. I'm going to read this to you like I'm getting ready to tuck you into bed tonight. <laughs> That's scary. So go put your go put your go put <laughs> your little, jammies on. Onesie. The, <laughs> that onesie, little, you know the one with the feeties in it? it? Yeah. The ones with the feeties in it that the zipper always gets stuck. Go <laughs> throw that on. And uh, we'll I'm come already, back, I'm and uh, we're going to have a... Uh, 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 all, right, all right, perfect, even better. I, even I better. wear it underneath my clothes. I just get up and throw these over the top during recording mornings. Hey, are you going diving this weekend? Keep your mask clear with the one, the only, PFAR. The professional's choice. 100% all natural. Reliable clarity. PFAR. Refill daily. Keep your mask clear. Never fear. PFAR with PFAR. Not going to be scientists. So this is about one of those dives where um, it, it kind of goes back to our ills of communication, if you know what I mean, coming from Dr. J. Mo. The ills, Got eh? that ill communication. Got that ill communication, yo. So we're just going to call it the ills of communication. The illusion of communication <laughs> has changed to the ill, ills. I don't know what we're what we're doing to the English language, but it's a travesty. MC Brando got that ill communication, yo. <laughs> yeah. All right, so cuddle up. You got your teddy. You got your teddy bear with you. Cuddle up and uh, listen. Listen along as I read you this story. Oh, the people you'll dive with. I uh, I don't have a teddy bear. I have a teddy snake. It's a teddy lizard. Go ahead. So this was sent to me by one of my old students, Katie. She's not that old, James. She's not that old. I don't know why you call her old. I don't think she would appreciate that. She's. <laughs> I, I said old. I know. Did I say old said... or old? O-L, O-L apostrophe, like one of my old favorite students. Oh, Katie. but now you're, now you're backpedaling. 
but go ahead. Go ahead. I don't think you're old, Katie. James does, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) No, this was written by Dr. One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, K-Fish. K-Fish. This was written by the uh, (laughs) cat in the hat. The Katie in the hat. The Katie in the Haiti. Oh, the people you'll dive with. It was mid-October, a sunny day. Beautiful sky and calm water up in the bay. I was paired with a buddy who I'd never met. It would soon come to be a dive I'd regret. But I didn't (laughs) know it yet. Been there. Oh, been there. I know that feeling. Yes, I've, I've been there. Well, let, let me ask you this. Have you had the opposite where, I guess, I guess you call it the opposite, where you you were buddied up with someone that was just amazing, really uh, became a nice dive? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I've, I've had that, too. I had a, I had a dive, I remember, uh, down in Bonaire, uh, buddying up with, uh, with somebody on the boat, and... They were, I was just in my early 20s at the time, and this diver was probably in her, I would say, early 60s. Technically not a a highly technical diver, but a very comfortable diver in the water, um, especially for what I knew back at the time. And just a brain and like knew every little critter on the reef and like every little thing. So it was very educational dive. Nice. And I've also been buddied up with somebody that uh, had no idea what they were doing and just wanted to swim every direction other than where we should have gone. Not nearly as nice as the <laughs> the other one, yeah. Her setup was different. Let's call her Carmelo. <laughs> I'll just say my hose was much longer and a lot less yellow. Carmelo, eh? (laughs) Carmelo had 64 dives, and so did I. Mine were within a year, and hers four or five. (laughs) So I had a question. Do I ask? Do I dare? What's your ascent look like? How do you manage your air? Carmelo responded with the response that you'll hate. We go up with 500. Well, that's fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Oh, that's the, that's today in today's world. Like, that's the cringe. Isn't it the cringe? You get buddied up on a boat. What's the gas plan? We come up with 500. (laughs) Like, you know, you know, right there, you know, you're not going to have a fun dive. Well, I mean, in their defense, that's what they've been taught. That's what they've been doing for the past, in this case, four years, five years, coming back with 500. (laughs) Right. Just come back with 500. Okay. Got it. Yes, but knowing what we know now today, they might as well say, oh, I don't even have an alternative source. (laughs) I mean, it (laughs) is a plan. It's not a great plan, but it's something. Well, it's a... It's a plan from uh, on a 30-foot dive, sure. Right, right. Well, it isn't uh, just blind, blindly jumping in the water. So it's something, but it's not a great plan. It's not a detailed plan. 
Well, don't don't get all excited. Yeah, we're trying. This is a bedtime story. Uncle Jamesy, Uncle Jamesy, tell me a story. Tell me a story, Uncle Jamesy. So now I know, as I thought in my head, did I just become responsible for not making us dead? I calced our turn pressures. It was simple enough. I didn't want to discuss it and sound like a jerk and stuff. Oh, you're automatically, you didn't know that. You're automatically a jerk when you, when you question, you question what you're doing. We go over our gear after we talked about air and I don't see a compass on her anywhere. This is foreshadowing, if you are not yet aware. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yes, Dr. Dr. Katie Seuss is sounding pretty, pretty crafty in her, in her rhyme. She, well, she is very crafty. I'll, I'll give Dr. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss? Dr. K. Okay. Yeah, I like, I like Seuss. Okay. We moved on to the plan. A dive to 60 feet. It was a simple loop. It seemed sound and concrete. We would start up current to enjoy the drift down. Carmelo said, no, I do it the other way around. Really? Oh, really? You fight the, cu- <laughs> you fight the current? The thought made me quiver. What current, she asked. Um... Do we dive the same river? (laughs) You know, current, the flow of water. Who is this Carmelo, and who the hell taught her? (laughs) That's pretty good. I have to give it up for Dr. K. Seuss here, because those are some pretty good, uh, pretty good busting rhymes there, yo. These are some rhymes. These are some rhymes. I think she could make it into a rap song. Who's with me? Oh, easily. Easily. Should we change this? Yes, it's more like a rap song, isn't it? It's more we like would start a... up current to enjoy the drift <laughs> down. Kamala said, no, I do it the other way around. You fight the current? The thaw made me quiver. What current, she asked. Uh, do we die the same river? Yo, that's uh, <laughs> that's Snoop Katie Dogfish. <laughs> Snoop Katie Dogfish. I like it. I like it. I think that that is much more appropriate for this for this rhyme than Dr. Seuss. She was adamant with the direction to go. I said, "Okay, Carmelo, you're the star of this show, bitch." Now, anybody that's been in uh, in the river knows <laughs> there's a little current that though <laughs> it, it doesn't stop flowing. Generally, <laughs> generally doesn't stop flowing. And uh, you're going to be working harder trying to swim against that current. So the rule of thumb is always, well, start going against the current so that chances are the current's going to drift you back, making your return trip home much less work. This is an issue that we see and we did see uh, when we were up there in A-Bay diving that even something as simple as trying to work out some communication on an initial descent, not being aware of that current, next thing you know, you're, you know, 100 yards downriver. Oh, easily, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a rough trip back. It's a trip of shame. It is a trip of shame. Nobody wants to make that swim back no. 
upcurrent <laughs> on the surface and struggling I mean, to get it, back. And and if you do it underwater, it's 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 strenuous because you're fighting harder and harder, and your gauge is getting closer too. and closer to zero. That's a, that's not a that's not a happy feeling to have. No, and I guess my question is. Didn't she say what current? And in which case, I'd say, well, if there's no current, why don't we go my way? Which is, to, <laughs> if there's no current, why are you? If she believes there's no current, why would it matter to her? I. Or is that a little artistic license that? If if I, I, you've been there, and uh, I know I know you're what you would say. You would have said one fish, two fish. You're you're a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he just said sorry the river is flowing but we can't go very far oh wait for i left my fins back at the car go on without me on i won't be me. long i'm not doing this dive with this ding dong there you go so uh she says, so off we go. It'll be fine. Except now she's pulling herself down the line. We get to depth, and she signals okay. Yes, I'm as okay as I was when I woke up today. It will not be okay if she asks the whole way. <laughs> Carmelo takes off, leaves me in the dust. Our position was to be side by side, just like we discussed she was gone in a flash, vanished before my eyes. I wish I could say I was shocked, but I was not surprised. <laughs> Carmelo missed her turn, the turn for the loop. I tried signaling her so we could regroup. I waved my torch, but my light was amiss. I just hung my head. Are you seeing this? <laughs> We stress a lot about the importance of quality primary light. True. And for most and for most divers out there, I mean people that are in like our little circle understand the value of a primary light really on almost all dives for its high value of signaling and communicating. 99% of the divers out there think a dive light is for nighttime so you can see more in the dark. Right. You're right. We use it for uh, not only active communication, but passive communication as well. And, and it works in the daytime if you get a good one. Right. That's why people are spending big money on a primary light. You know, it's way different than 20 years ago when somebody was buying a UK 1200, you know, that was the size of an old school construction <laughs> worker's lunchbox. You know, that, that big old giant handle. green, like... <laughs> You're right. And I handle very much like that, you know, took 12 D batteries. Uh, the light was, you know, dim in its bright setting, you know, yes. compared to you know, today, you know, or, or what, you know, you and I have been using for the last couple of decades as a primary light. You know, 10 years ago, you were spending $1,000 or more to get a good quality can light. Oh yeah, fifteen hundred. Now nowadays, though, you can you can get them now for a few hundred dollars. Yes, under five hundred dollars, you can get a decent uh, can and, light. Even yeah, which still like so. But but here's the thing: is like when you teach people the way we teach people, 
there's a value in that. The way most people learn when they come in looking at a dive light, they go, holy shit, $500 for light. Ah, I mean, don't you got anything cheaper? Oh, yeah, we got cheaper. Uh, because they're because they're <laughs> expecting, uh, you know, because all they've been taught is a, a dive light is for night diving, basically, to, to see and open up a, an area of light all around you. They're not using it for that perfected spot beam to use as a piece of communication. Exactly. Not only that, but as uh, Dr. Casus just uh, is describing here, her light was also a miss. So when you're diving with somebody that has no idea what light communications are, it doesn't matter how good your signals right. are. Right. If they're not understanding how to read them, you're you might speaking, as, well, as well not even have uh, a your... foreign language, yes. Yeah. You're speaking pig Latin in front of the kids. Did you ever do that? Did your parents ever do that? Speak pig Latin in front of you? Like you couldn't figure it out? Oh, nay, a way. <laughs> and obey. Oh, nay, They, at they, oopid stay. <laughs> yeah, good old pig Latin. I mouthed to a nearby bass for some validation. He had been watching us and provided no explanation. I follow her because what else do I do? I have no choice but to see this thing through. She eventually stops, throws her arms up in a toss, no shit, Carmelo. You're fucking lost. <laughs> Dear leader is lost. Now that's a moment on a dive that you never want to have. Nobody likes that. Yeah, nobody likes that. Where the hell am I? Face. I mean, I. I it's a classic one, you know, that I've had, you know, even down in in the Caribbean before, where you know, you swim around, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Shark swims by. Everybody starts chasing the shark. Yeah. Of course, you, you can't keep up with it. You know, l- later on, the dive master's like, uh, I'll be back. Let me go. <laughs> let me find out where we're going. <laughs> I, yeah. I have no idea where I'm at right now. Everything looks the same. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one thing when you're on a wall. Right. You know, and you, it, that, I mean, that makes it a whole lot easier. But when you're on like a flat bottom, a flat reef, Coral. Everything looks the same in every mm-hmm. in every direction. You know, you could be swimming in the right direction, but you know, a hundred yards to the east or right, west, right, right, and and things just get worse and worse and worse. So that goes back to that whole compass thing, right? Like the compass isn't necessarily so that you can know what direction you're going. It's more of a you know a reference tool that you keep coming back to. To, to see where you've been going and what you've done in the past, not that current course of travel. Knowing that might help you get back to where you uh, can remember where you're at. <laughs> yeah, but then you still got to use that natural navigation too. It's always a combo, yeah. Exactly. She signals okay, and for a moment I linger, as I imagine breaking every one of her fingers. <laughs> I lead us back to the. T- <laughs> I didn't know. She, I didn't know Snoop Katie Dogfish had the side to her. <laughs> this is uh, turning into some gangster suits. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Gonna break some fingers. I lead us back to the turn. We need to chat. Do we continue? Do we go this way or that? 
I reach for my wet notes and tell her to hold. And then whoosh, she's gone. And shit really unfolds. <laughs> my support fish left too. What a dick. So I'm left flipping <laughs> off Carmelo in between each frog kick. <laughs> well, you can definitely tell who who uh, Snoop Katie Dogfish's uh, instructor was. <laughs> I recalc my turn pressure. I've still got enough gas to possibly get halfway if I stay calm and relaxed. I catch up with Carmelo who caught up to the current, to which she soon realizes is quite the deterrent. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yes, yes. What else rhymes with current? There's not a whole hell of a lot. Concurrent, but that's really current still. That's, uh, That's impressive. Did she have a rhyming dictionary in front of her when she did this? Snoop, Katie, Dogfish. No, man, this is coming right from the streets. (laughs) <laughs> this is this is the streets talking now, yo. I mean, Bredo, it doesn't take very long to be fighting a current to get like out of breath. Oh, to get winded, easy. You got to remember you're you're at depth. Gas is more dense. It's it, you know at thirty three feet, it's it's twice as dense as the surface. So, and your lungs are trying to move that gas in and out, and the CO two's building up, which makes you want to breathe more, which actually decreases the efficiency of your off-gassing of the CO2. So you just keep building up more and more CO2. Don't forget the PPCO2 or the PCO2, partial pressure CO2, even at 33 feet is double what it is on the surface. Let alone if you're at 100 feet of water. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, if you're at 100 feet of water, even the slightest little bit of work at 100, we'll start to build up that CO2, whereas it will trigger that urge to breathe, and you'll start, you know, breathing faster, which that nice, slow, deep breathing is gone. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle when you start working underwater. And, I, you know, I know this from using hard hats and working, <laughs> physically working underwater. With a hard hat, you have to stop and turn that gas on all the way to get a breather like i just <laughs> it's hard to um explain but that work of breathing and that urge to breathe and the co2 building up lends to that like you say that anxiety of i can't get enough breath i can't get enough gas and a lot of people think they've run out of gas or the regulator won't deliver the gas and it's not that at all it's you're not able to to get rid of the co2 in a in a good fashion and you're building it up quicker than you can get it out right and it just starts playing with your brain and this is where you see when you when you read through a lot of those incident reports this is what happens it's working fighting struggling and then they think the regulator's not breathing or they're mm-hmm. over breathing is the word you hear them use right and that the answer is well panic and just get to the surface because there's lots of air there yes and that is that's where the problem really occurs it's rare to overbreathe a regulator. It's really difficult to do. The ga- the regulators are designed to regulator... deliver ample amounts of gas, a ton of gas. Yeah, a, a regulator built in this decade, in the last three decades. Yes, you're not going to overbreathe the the performance of the regulator. I mean, even the 
cheapest, crappiest regulator is going to give you more gas than you can ever inhale. Yes, it's... So it's, the issue is you are building CO2 like crazy. It's the demon CO2. The devil CO2. You know, the other thing that you got to think of is being in a current and getting blown away from where you're trying to go. There's a whole other issue that you got to worry about of, I mean, it's one thing if you're in Cozumel where you could just come up to the surface and there's a, you know, there's the boats floating above you and can come and find you. But when you're in a river, <laughs> like, you know, we've got ri- rivers near us and there's, you know, 800 foot freighters you know, <laughs> yeah. cruising down the river <laughs> over top of you. Uh, you know, there's recreational boaters, you know, just out zipping around and jet skis and you've got surface activity you can't just pop up to the surface in the middle of navigable water oh that would be bad that would be bad that's one of those dives where basically you have to get get out in the same place that you got in at or somewhere nearby close you know? Yeah, that, that and show, showing up downriver in a bunch of scuba gear <laughs> a, a mile and a half from where the car is parked. Like, uh, trade secret, scuba gear is not fun hiking gear. Nope. Yeah, so, so making that trek is, is not going to be fun. Um, she's pulling the line, heaving her body along. I'm swimming hard. This is all wrong. I try signaling her. We need to turn around. She's clueless, and I wonder, does she actually want to drown? I haul ass and catch her, grabbing her fin. I demand we head back. It's time to go in. She follows me. I'm following the line. I'm regretting last night's last glass of wine. (laughs) Suddenly, Carmelo turns with a look of sheer fright, her eyes big as saucers, like a deer in headlights. She shoves her gauge in my face. Before I can read it, was it 500, 200? I've got gas if you need it. (laughs) She's swimming again, away from me, away from shore. And that's when I see she's completely lost. She's panicked, confused. She's using gas fast. What would James do? <laughs> what happens next, Uncle Jamesy? I'm scared. Did she make it? I catch up to her again and make it very clear. I'm blowing a bag. We're going up right now and here. She says, okay. And now I'm seething mad. Is that all she can communicate? (laughs) Then she gets out her bag. (laughs) Here we go. Chaos. This is this is where the chaos gets going, right? This is now now we've been given a hard time in the past about telling people they need to build a good teammate in the water and not Mm. to just you know, dive with a random buddy. But, I mean, this is why, right? I mean, because you're going to struggle on communication. And if you you get just buddied up with any old buddy, it's not that it's necessarily going to be bad, 
But if you just get in the water and assume it's going to be good, <laughs> that you can probably can guarantee it's not going to be good. It's going to be bad. Like you've got to assume and you're going to have to scale back the type of dive you wanted to do. Oh. If you just have an Insta buddy. Yeah, you can't just uh, <laughs> be expected to pop in the water and everything flows smoothly. Unless, I mean, the only time that really works as far as Insta buddy is if you know their training and you've had the sim- you've had similar training. Sometimes that'll work. Right. But you can you share. Yeah, yeah, you can. You've had similar instructors or. Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. And you, you would still boat, talk about it, though, because that's what the instructor tells you in his class or her class is. Listen, you still go over communication. You don't know each other. I don't care if, you know, I taught the same person if you've never dove together. And the very first dive, you're going to get in the water and kind of sort that out. Right. You're not going to push right to the maximum of your guys' abilities on your very first dive together. You're going to scale everything back. We're going to go in. We'll do a dive. Like you and I, like, like I'll dive with anybody. I'm not going to do a 200-foot Great Lakes shipwreck with anybody. Right. I'm not going to do a cave dive with anybody. Uh, but but I would go out to uh, to you know pretty much anywhere and go okay yeah I'll I'll buddy up with you but we're gonna scale this first one back see if we've got a groove together if we got a groove all right we'll kick it up on the next one we'll kick it up tomorrow but we're gonna make sure that we're we're both comfortable with each other and can communicate with each other and not have madness and chaos like this yeah nobody nobody wants madness and chaos underwater right hey I'm gonna I'm gonna blow I'm gonna blow my bag. And then, like, everybody whips a bag out. Everybody <laughs> whips a spool out. <laughs> Bolt snaps are off. There's line everywhere. Like, that's an oh, shit moment right yeah. there. Like, Son of a bitch. No. And then trying to communicate that, no, just me with the bag is probably, like, then everybody's oh, going to be g- like, what? going to be worse. Me? You, j- yeah. uh, wait, you want my bag, too? Right? It, it's insanity. That's when you put your bag back in your pocket. You go, okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to watch this, see what happens. <laughs> I'm about to say stop. I need her to listen. She should not take on that task in her current condition. But wait, it gets worse. Divers on scooters go by. She leaves me once more to flag them for a ride. She, she's waving her safety sausage quite foolishly. They aren't looking at her. Nor are they looking at me. I gotta imagine that she's my heart. (laughs) I was I was gonna say I have to I have to imagine that she's never been towed on a scooter either. This person who's just waving her bag. (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to catch (laughs) a ride here. (laughs) It's not just like grabbing an Uber. No, when you're in, uh, it's not like hailing a taxi in New York. Well, number one, I don't think the guys. Would you stop and and go? Yeah, hop on. I'll take you. I'll take you back. And be like, well, later. What? <laughs> hey, you going? Hey, hey, are you going my way? No. Hey, look at these two chicks diving. You think they're <laughs> you think they're going my way? Hey. Hey, good hey, looking. Hey, ladies. Hey, like, ladies. Uh, it sounds like uh, Mr. Microphone. This uh, sounds like me and my buddies in uh, high school on spring break. <laughs> Roll past the girls uh, on, on the roller skates. Hey, ladies. You going our way? You staying down at the Robin Hood Hotel like we are? <laughs> yeah, not to mention when they, you know, if you've never towed somebody on a scooter or been towed, it's not as simple as just grab a hold of somebody and they, they pull you. 
Right. Yes. That's why anybody who is flying a scooter is not just going to pick up a random no. diver and tow them because they know what big of a pain in the ass they're about to make the rest of my dive. So I'm not just going to pick somebody up. Exactly. And try to go into current with a, a body attached to your D-ring, <laughs> your your butt D-ring, <laughs> right. right? That's probably not in trim or not even correctly, you know, yeah, yeah, buoyancy-wise. Yeah. Like that and, that and even the whole getting towed on a scooter is... It's a bit of an intimate body position. <laughs> if you're doing it right, it is. <laughs> you know, yes. if you're doing it right, you yes. know, it's it's like somebody that doesn't know how to get towed is not going to go through the proper positioning to get themselves in a place that they're going to make a good toe right. And the fact that this person is is basically flagging down a ride on a scooter. That tells you that she's never been on a scooter or been towed on a scooter. She's she's not aware. Right. While she's uh, waving her safety sausage flailing <laughs> about. That's like the, there's there's driving down the highway, you know, and, and picking up a hitchhiker. You know, maybe it's a, a, a mom and her baby, you know, and the car is clearly broken down. You might get the urge yeah. to, to stop. You, you, it's uh, just like some in-shape guy. You might go, eh, I don't know. It's strange times. He's got a, he's got a hockey mask on and a, and a hatchet. <laughs> he's covered in co- coveralls and blood. You're probably driving by. And to me, like somebody like waving a safety sausage, flailing line everywhere, uh, looking for a ride. That, that's like the hitchhiker like holding the butcher's knife covered in blood. Yeah, I think it's. I'm just gonna pretend I didn't see that yeah, hitchhiker. Yeah, it's like uh, if you've ever ridden a motorcycle, if you ever driven a motorcycle, would you pick up hitchhikers on your motorcycle? Do they know how to ride back there, or are they gonna be a pain in the ass? Oh, exactly. Like having uh, having a passenger on a motorcycle can make that a very uncomfortable ride. Right. If if they don't know how to properly control their balance. Exactly. Exactly. And it, you know. It's a little intimate. It can be a little intimate of a relationship. I remember taking a girl for a ride on my motorcycle many years ago. Yes, a strange, stranger girl. Not she oh. was not. No, it was a girl I knew. Yeah, uh, you know that um, I was gonna you know, you know take for a little motorcycle ride, kind of impress the girl, you know, make her happy. You'll uh, come for a little ride with old Jamesy. Oh yeah, uh, it was terrible. It was, it was a terrible ride. Like I thought I was gonna crash. Like every every time you tried to turn like if, if you're not moving with the motorcycle it's gonna wobble and roll and right a, a very uncomfortable ride you have to lean when the driver leans and... And, and there's a little bit of that you know when you're riding and being towed on a scooter exactly there's you, more you gotta even. move mm-hmm. there's buoyancy yeah, you control. gotta move i mean your buoyancy control you the balance of your fins yawling a fin you know to to get a turn the movement i mean there's a lot going on back there i'm shaking now my heart beats faster my breathing increases this is a disaster i need her to help we need to ascend i can't think straight this dive just needs to end i stop what i'm doing what can i control what do i have power over to get us out of this hole I calm down. I slow down my breath. I can't blow through the precious gas we have left. 
I pull out my torch and I wave away while my buddy continues the SMB YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the description is, is so good. This is like a Dr. Seuss book. The, Dr. K. Seuss is doing a great job taking over for the late, the real late Dr. great Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Like I can see, like I can see the card. Right? We need an illustrator to uh, to draw up this book. I, mean, <laughs> I, I can see the page <laughs> right now of the SMB YMCA. This is too perfect. That is a great description because that's basically what it is. She must have seen seen this before in a video, maybe. The divers spot us and come to our aid. I point to Carmelo and her gas gauge. They do an air share, and she hitches a ride, and I'm glad she's their problem because my brain's quite fried. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Not my problem anymore. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's one of the one of the few times where you prefer to go solo. Yes. Whoo, just whoo. <laughs> Carmelo was embarrassed, but she was uninjured and alive. It was like two hundred plus podcasts wrapped up in one dive. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a joke? A test? Did I pass? Are Jamesy and Brando hiding in the seagrass? She's got that paranoia going. Like, oh, I remember, yeah. I remember having that paranoia in the early two thousands. Of, is this real? Is this fucking? Is this a fucking real scenario, or is, or is he just fucking with me? <laughs> did he, did he, have these guys come in and just fuck with me <laughs> when I would get students? Like, this can't be real. This is not real. Did you have that paranoia? Well. As we can see with what's going on here, your instructor should be putting a healthy paranoia into you. Agreed. If you don't have a healthy paranoia on every dive, you've missed out on the, one of the most quality pieces of the education that you should have been getting. Right? A, a paranoia for that level so that you know above and beyond the, the possibilities of what could be going on on the dive as we can see throughout this wonderful story is that she's got the awareness to start seeing the stuff before it's happening, which is allowing her to react with a little bit of son of a bitch. It just happened rather than being totally taken blindsided and turning this into a, a real serious emergency. Right. I'd agree. I mean, that, uh, that's Murphy's rule, Murphy's law, whatever you want to call it, but old Murphy are, our paranoia yeah, and that and that's what we try to yeah and that's why we have uh you know murphy is always our invisible our invisible dive partner who's there to just basically make things go wrong when we are least ready for it so if you can keep that in your mind that murphy is always there and things are going to go wrong when we least want them or desire them or uh need them to go wrong the worst possible right. moment. See, when I first learned to dive, I was taught in that happy rainbow <laughs> bubble of, of wonderfulness and bubble gum and teddy bears. And 
we're going to learn, you know, a couple of skills and this is how you share air and clear your mask. But once you get through class, man, it, it's, it's, you know, uh, uh, parrot fish and sea fans and, and just good times and everything's wonderful. And there's so many people that are trained in that world that when something does go wrong, they're spooked. And when they get spooked, the natural reaction is that law of primacy, which is to break, for most people, because they learned on their knees, to break all good fundamental scuba habits. Either that or worse, get to the surface. Bolt. So being introduced to Murphy, you know, from the likes of you, changed my world of, of how I've dove ever since and how I've taught ever since of when you are introduced to this ideology, it forces you to never give the dive the benefit of the doubt that it's going to go right. And some people think that, oh, that, that doesn't sound like a very fun way to dive. Right. Well, at first, it, it's, uh, it's work, right? Because you're, you're, never, you're never taking your mind out of the game fully. But once you've been doing it for a while, it becomes habit. And it actually opens up the amount of fun you can have to be so much more fun because you're ready for more to happen. It's like uh, defensive driving, if you will. Um, when you first go through a defensive driving course, or I've had a couple different uh, emergency vehicle, defensive anti-terrorist driving courses in the military, and you have to heighten that awareness level so you're always paranoid that something's going wrong. That's how you drive, and it's, and it's a lot of work in the beginning. It's just like regular driving, right? It's a lot of work in the beginning. But with that level of paranoia, and you're always aware, it becomes second nature. It, be, it actually, you know, gets bred into your blood, I guess. But take that underwater, same thing. In the beginning, like you say, a lot of people would argue that's not a fun way to go diving. I'm not enjoying that. That's not relaxing. And they're right to a certain degree. They're correct. But you have to shift your mindset and make yourself ultra aware of your situation, your environment, your your team, your equipment, and anticipate things to go wrong. That way, when it happens, you're prepared. Dude, I'm with you. Like, if we're getting in the water with the mindset of, hey, this is just going to be a relaxing dive, I am going to be hyper-stressed. <laughs> if that's the people if that's the people I'm getting in the water with cuz I know none of them gives a fuck about what's really going on right. down there right and the fact that we're all human beings underwater in even if it's 20 feet of water it's plenty enough to kill everybody in i would much rather get in the water hyper aware of everything cuz that's the only way i'm going to be able to have a nice relaxing dive is knowing that everybody's on page and everything's accounted for that's how you have fun. Absolutely. She said she felt foolish, that we had to be saved. We, I thought to myself, that statement was brave. <laughs> Did she say, have you got a mouse in your pocket? What the fuck? There's no we. <laughs> I had 1,000 PSI for us to ascend. We didn't ever need saving, my naive little friend. <laughs> But from the start, she never trusted me. How do you establish trust in a new dive buddy? And air sharing? Why didn't I? It would have calmed her nerves 
and kept her close by. Also, I should have taken out a map. It turns out her loop was a whole bunch of crap. (laughs) There were two loops. If we had taken a look, we weren't on the same page or in the same book. She doesn't know what she doesn't know. And I felt badly that it was such a shit show. (laughs) A bad situation. Thank God for my training. I have to look at the knowledge and experience I'm gaining. Way to work a shit show into into this children's book. <laughs> but it is it is the uh, the word of the past couple years. Shit it show. has been. It's uh, it's very fitting. It's um, it's more of a, this is more of a, a PG thirteen children's book. Ah, okay, that's much better. Now I feel better. Uh, a, a coming of age Dr. Seuss book. A no holds barred, tell it like it is, Dr. Snoop, Dr. Uh, K. Seuss book. Snoop Katie Dogfish book. That could have been me. I could be Carmelo. Panicked and distressed, not collected and mellow. What else could I do? What else could I say to make things have gone a little smoother that day? You would have brought your own dive partner. <laughs> That's exactly what you would have done. You know, you you can't save everybody from themselves. When you buddy up for somebody for the first time, the only thing you can really do is to take both of your experience together and you downgrade to the least experienced, to the least trained, and then you dive conservatively from that point, until you guys have a have a a groove together underwater. Yeah, but that takes agreement by both partners. I don't I don't think the person that uh, Snoop Katie Dogfish was diving with there would have agreed to it. Apparently, you know, this person took the wanted to take the reins of the dive anyway, and thought that she was more experienced and knowledgeable when she didn't have a plan at all. Right, right. I, so I get what you're saying. And uh, you're right. A lot of people are going to say, no, the dive's on the Dwayne. Uh, we're going down and we're going inside. Exactly. And uh, we're going to swim like, back to the engine room. And we're, and like, you should not be doing that dive. I should not be doing that dive. Let's not do that dive. But they, they don't want to hear that. Well, I've done it a million times. False. You right, only have but we've never done dives. it together. Right. <laughs> Yes, and I mean that's the point. But some people, again, are brick walls in their head. They they do not get that that it takes time to develop a good communication. It takes training, and it just like you said, you don't go jump in and do a high level dive with somebody new, or even a mid level dive, especially when you you're under a hundred dives, both of you. Right, yeah, yeah. Bo- both divers are still in the, the early days of their experience building and, and gaining the right knowledge and gaining, you know, that the, the tools to build that awareness and that sixth sense to mm-hmm. understand and see the unforeseeable. To see the unforeseeable dream. I love that song. Oh, the places we go, the divers we meet. I stood on the shoulders of giants. It was pretty neat. The few from up there was a little concerning. It all makes sense now, everything I've been learning. 
Do I dive again with Carmelo? Do I slip her your card and tell her to stop diving like a re... Oops, sorry. That's <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that's well done. That that part was well written in. Yes, self corrected and politically correct. Right, we can't we can't put that on there. Well, let me. What was she supposed to say? Uh, what, what are you gonna have that rhymes with diving like an idiot? Do I slipper your fidiot? Your no. <laughs> There's not much you could say. That wouldn't sound sexually diving like a diving like a dummy. Do I slip her your yummy? It sounds it, it sounds uh, kind I, of perverted. Do I dive? <laughs> a, how how about well, she could have said? Do I dive again with Carmelo? She did show me her tummy and tell her to stop diving like a dummy. There you go. That's not bad. She had she had no choice. Uh. <laughs> she had no choice. Her back was against the wall. The poet's wall, as you as we would call it. She says, thank you, TGDP. Thank you so much for helping us all stay in tune and in touch with ourselves as humans and our critical thinking. And now it's critical that I get to drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, she says. And um, I absolutely loved this email i love this story i think we should make it into a great time podcast book we need an illustrator is what we need okay tiffany need you to google google some illustrators for us (laughs) yeah (laughs) that that want to become an unpaid intern as well (laughs) (laughs) i need you to google unpaid illustrators (laughs) i don't think you're gonna find much I think you should draw it, and then you can become an unpaid illustrator. I've been an unpaid illustrator (laughs) most of my life. (laughs) Yes, you have. Tiffany just emailed me, in fact. (laughs) Well, hey, everybody. That was a really fun little story. Uh, Not only was it written by one of our listeners, who later became a student, who also shared some real life moments and was able to be creative and do it in a fun way that I think a lot of people can learn from. I I think this really, you know, she said that her dive summed up 200 plus episodes of the great Dive podcast, but I think this email sums up, I think the story sums up 200 plus episodes of great Dive podcast. And it just goes to show that no matter like how many times we sit there and talk about a lot of these accidents and incidents that have occurred, I mean, you can sit there and, and discuss things underwater, but if you don't have the right training and the right experience behind you and your subconscious brain takes over, you're on reaction mode. Uh, you're not on thinking mode. It, it takes quality instruction and quality practice and, and a... And a and an instructional staff that's going to put you in the right mindset for long-term learning, not just taking a class, even a really good class. It's long-term development of a thinking mind that's going to get you to react in the moment and stay in thinking mode and not just fall back to old habits and reactions. Yeah, when you look at that little story and you try to figure out where did it go wrong, I think it was it was wrong – on the boat before they jumped in the water. 
I mean, there's so many, so many things to look at, so many actions to look at in that story that that make you th- wanna, you know, they make you think. What what should have been done different? Where should I have stopped? Maybe. But um, everybody's gonna get. If you dive, if you are a diver, and you travel anywhere, or you you actually go diving, you're going. You are going to run into this situation. It's going to happen to you, where you're going to be buddied up with somebody, and uh, it may be a dangerous, <laughs> a dangerous little dive. It may seem like one of those, you know, easy peasy little dives but when you're buddied up with someone you don't know boy even getting buddied up with somebody that you do know and that you do dive with right if you haven't had good training that sets you up for bad shit can happen right i mean i remember being out in cozumel a couple years ago had a a new a a couple that they've done every one of their dives together Mm -hmm. all their training together all of their dives with, with this was the only buddy that they've ever had. You know, day one, Cozumel, everybody get in the water, go do a shore dive, you know, just to, to get in the groove for tomorrow. We're out on the boat tomorrow. There's current that you got to deal with. Well, I mean, waves were crashing in at shore. And I mean, from the very first second of the dive, it was a shit show just like this. It just got worse and worse and worse. And I had to go in and rescue and help back to shore and, and get them back on land, you know, up up the wall at the scuba club there. Yikes. You know, drifted off, like almost like shot out, you know, in the in the big current out in the big water, like careening into the, the dock, a little pier there by, you know, uh, crashing into this coral and urchins and shit all over (laughs) it's not it's not good all because they just like took it as eh, we're just doing this silly little dive little practice dive well it's in 25 feet of water yet this became one of the most dangerous and scary dives of of the higher entire week of their entire dive careers so i have a question for you so we we listened to that story we listened to Snoop Katie Dogfish's story. And these are, you know, both near misses, if you want to call them that. But the scuba industry does not get uh, statistics of these incidents. And yet we see them all the time. We see them all the time. We hear about them all the time. We listen to people talk about them all the time. So these people, are never people making write any us stats. About them all exactly. The time. These never make any stats anywhere. And the scuba industry, you know, pats itself on the back all the time over their incredible safety record. But I say it's lucky, number one, and it could be a lot better. It could be a hell of a lot better. And if we were counting could these near messes, it would be a horrible record. Oh, could you imagine if every dive master in Cozumel had to report every mishap and near miss that occurred on a dive boat there'd be a thousand a day exactly there there's just so much you you look at when you're in those places when you go on a uh, cattle boat or you go in one of these mass attract attractions underwater if you were required to record and report the conversation that 
every instructor and dive master is having at Sharky's in Key Largo at the end of the end of the day. Right, where all the instructors <laughs> get together and have a yeah. and have a bucket of beers and, and, and compare what they just dealt with on the dive boat. If all of those were reported, there would be a different view of the, the safety record of the average diver out on out on the typical dive boat. A thousand percent agree, yes. Yeah. I know just between us two, the things that we've seen. <laughs> I, and we're just two people. All right, well, hey, let's uh, let's sign this little Dr. Seuss logbook, Brando. Okay, Jamesy, let's sign away. This signing the logbook will make my day. I know it's wet and the sun is not sunny, but we can have lots of good fun. That is funny. <laughs> Your buddy, the cat in the dive hat. <laughs> I want to be the 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 cat in the hood. Um, there's a that's a that's a like scuba uh, and rapping and Dr. Seuss all wrapped into one. But um, the cat in the hood, the, the cat in the Ko one scuba hood. Um, thank you, thank you for that, <laughs> Horton Horton Brando. Here's a who. Thank you. <laughs> Brando, here's a boo. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hey, I haven't signed. I haven't signed yet. But oh, you didn't. I thought that was your sign. Okay, go. No, no. That's just I'll, rambling. I'll delete. I'll delete that. I'll delete, I'll... <laughs> oh, okay. No worries. Um, my dearest Jamesy and Katie Snoop Dogfish, thanks for this dive. It was my very last wish. I have nothing I yearn for anymore in this life. Please give my scuba gear to my dear wife. I'm done. (laughs) There we go. All right, everybody. (laughs) We will talk to you once again next week. Safe diving. May it not be bleak. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) We'll be long. (laughs) We're on a hell of a streak. My... Jamesy, my James, me, my old dear friend, will this rhyming you're doing ever end? Not around this bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See you later, everybody. Say that. Blue, blue, blue.